Hi everyone, it's Red Cachet and continuing with the secrets theme, I wanted to tell you a secret about the beginnings of the police. And the way it happened was, obviously, back in the day, um, there weren't any police, um, but there was an army. And what happened was, what used to always happen was, because it was a really like small population in comparison today i mean much much smaller um things never got so out of hand in terms of civil strife um apart from the marauding that was the biggest thing the marauding um because people used to live in a community and because if you're living in a community you want to be able to get on with everybody everybody knew everyone um and you all had a like well, i say you all like the people there back then um, all had a purpose. Um, so, for instance, there'll be one person that would be, I say one person, it would be like, ten, tend to be households. But they obviously lived in the clans. Um, but they would be, so they were self-sufficient. You know, the houses were um, medieval or built of wood. Um, and also it's wood, stone, or that medieval kind of stuff <laughs> it's like you know how the old cottages are um it's kind of a lime mix um really thick kind of clay substance but it's not clay it's really really hard anyway um but in order to maintain those houses you need to collect wood you need to grow your own vegetables you need to fish um you need to weave um eat for clothes and stuff um you need to be, you know, or someone has to do some carpentry, so you need, like, a table and chairs and whatnot. Um, so, it's obviously, then there's thatching. So, everybody knew a little something. And within the community, the jobs were shared around everybody. And people helped out. So, it wasn't like they were just sitting around going, um, what should we do? You know, there were things to do all the time. Um, and, obviously, games to play, because people used to, like, you know, archery and... Um, storytelling was a big thing around the fire um, and then obviously playing in the the water or in the in the woodlands um, then there was like it wasn't so much sledging or anything like that it was slaying like you know they used to, to get catch a reindeer and um, catch some Obviously, you had to have their permission, and it was a kind of thing whereby if they wanted to stick around and get fed, and they were willing to help, then that's no problem, we'll feed you. <laughs> and we used to go around with sleighs and stuff, all sorts of things. Anyway, so the thing is that there wasn't that much brawling, and if there was a big argument and stuff, it would be um, brought to the religious person in in the village, and if there wasn't a person, religious person in the village, then they might just hold on to that and say, okay, like, you know, Let's put this aside until we have somebody um, of religion to adjudicate and discuss this. Anyway, I was a kid. I did not know all the ins and outs of it, but that's what I am told happened with, obviously, there was like travelling, I say travelling, friars and things that used to move around from village to village to make sure everybody had some religious education, um, all sorts of things. And obviously then there was the lords who would sort things out as well, and the my court, the palace court, used to sort things out. They didn't sort out, tended not to sort out sort of individual arguments that wouldn't have been brought to myself. But if it got out of hand, it would have gone to the the, the lords if they were in the, the duchy. Anyway, 
So, what happened was, in London, um, there had been a figment explosion, as it were, as in more people appeared out of nowhere, and this caused strife. Now, what happened was, in um, usually in a pub, and yes, it involved drinking, obviously, when you're drinking, people lose their inhibitions, and they tend not to think as much as they might do in terms of having a fight, yeah? Um, and this was happening more and more because, you know, the locals were like, I've just finished my job and I'm having a drink or I'm having a drink. I've just worked and and got this money and you're coming in here and then just smashing everything up and trying to steal my money or do whatever they're doing um, and cause fights. And there was one particular pub that was always having it. And I want to say it's now become the one of the old Neil's. <laughs> Because it is in the right location. That's the one in one of the ones in Soho. It's in exactly the right location for where it was. Anyway, so what happened was people would go, oh my God, there's a massive big fight because everyone was joining in and joining in sides and whatnot. And the palace guards would have to go. Or say the palace guards, the soldiers. And there was a garrison there anyway, so it wasn't like it was just like oh, a few soldiers guard in the palace used to go. There was the, like loads of soldiers. So we sent about six soldiers out. But the thing is, the soldiers were also being deployed up and down the country um, to obviously stop the marauders, but also they were being deployed on the ships to go guard the men on their journey to wherever they're going once they got to land. So the soldiers don't do much whilst they're on the ship. It's like once, when they got on land, that's when they start doing their job. The sailors are doing their job whilst they're on the ship. Um but there weren't any more expeditions, so there was lots of soldiers around the palace. Um, however, none of the soldiers really thought it was like, you know, because they were getting beaten up as well. They were, they had to join in the fight in order to stop the fights happening around the pubs. And um, it got really out of hand once. There was about 50-odd people involved in this fight, and there was about 10, 15 soldiers. Um, and they weren't using violence or anything they were just trying to stop the fight basically but in order to do that to get in the middle of these people um they were also in the fight anyway it came back to me that this happened far too many times and the equivalent of a you know a staff sergeant but basically one of the officers said look this is not on you cannot ask soldiers to deal with civilians it's not what they're trained to do and i was just like well what do you mean who else is there to do it and he was like mm, he understands but he can only spare six soldiers and now the the fights were getting bigger this couldn't happen six soldiers simply wasn't enough so it was decided that we have a recruitment thing because soldiers were being i say laid off soldiers were going back home um they'd finished their service um and i was thinking you know what these people lots of them didn't want to go back they wanted to carry on and do stuff but there wasn't the expeditions to, to hold them um so we decided to have a civilian army but it wasn't an army it couldn't be called an army because it's not we don't really want to fight civilians obviously but we do want to keep the peace so in latin the other word is police it's first kind of soldier or peacekeeper or it depends it's in a word interpretive word anyway so we chose the word police um, from a Latin translation, which basically means they would be protectors of civilians, which means that they would be stopping the fights so they would have law and order on the streets. Now, bearing in mind the law was already around because obviously religion was here first. 
So, the law was already outlined. It wasn't like it just made up, like, previous to Victorian times. Um, it was a little bit before Victorian times. Before that, there wasn't any police. But during Victorian times, the police really took shape. Um, because there was, again, another figment explosion. Much more people around London um, became very very crammed and, and people were looking for homes and um, food and lots of homeliness, homelessness, lots of crime because, you know, people were looking for a way to live, you know, and they needed clothes and they needed roof over the head. And in those days, you couldn't get along unless a woman on her own couldn't get along. You needed to be um, within a family, but they weren't invented within families all the time. So it was really hard. Um, anyway... I didn't even go there. My first thought was, how did this happen in the first place? Then it was like, how do we control this? I was not going, oh, poor them. I really wasn't. I was thinking... I was thinking that about the kids, though, I have to say. I was thinking about that, the kids. But the adults, no. My assumption was that they should already know because they're adults. And I was a kid, by the way. Anyway. So the police took shape because, obviously, there was that much more crime, so they had to figure things out. And the way they did it was, obviously, with evidence, which is how they still do it. So that means they have to look at the evidence. They have to look for the evidence, collect the evidence, and then make a judgment based on the evidence as to what the crime happened, if you haven't got a confession. Best thing is to have a confession, obviously, because then not only does the person not look stupid... That is the criminal doesn't look stupid because they would be respecting the court in the fact that they have to tell the truth. But if they don't, that would be the death penalty. Anyway, so yeah, so more and more inventive ways of um, policing came about in Victorian times. It was probably the most inventive time we've ever had as a as a nation, simply because so many things were invented, not just for police, but I mean like, you know, the technological age, they've got, you know, the trains and lights, electricity, all sorts of things were invented in those days, were massive, massive difference to everybody's lives, basically. Um, and in terms of police, that's when everyone started, you know, in the police were like looking at fingerprints and stuff, um, and trying to isolate chemicals to find out if, you know, this person did this then there was obviously the the prints the footprint thing with um what's it called can't remember, cast no it's like a cast of a footprint and things like that were all these things were happening um in the police and so they had like uh rudimentary compared to now but actually it was quite sophisticated it still is sophisticated as far as i'm concerned because it's, it's just like a different way of getting the same answer from a computer or or an application or a photograph or something like that. They did have photographs, but obviously with photographs, them days you have to wait about five minutes before you can actually move. You have to stay really still in old-fashioned photographs. That's why sometimes it comes out a bit blurred if you're not still um, for quite a long time, and then poof, goes off. You know, and then you've got your photo. Anyway, um, so the police was invented um, by necessity because of the brawling. That was it wasn't just brawling but it was a lot to do with the brawling that was very near the palace basically in the pubs um and there were other people were saying we needed to have more soldiers for that purpose but soldiers were you know people wanted you know 
it's, it's a different thing. Soldiers were to do battle with the enemy. Now, the enemy was not the people of England or even the figments of England, as far as pretty much everyone was concerned, because the attitude was, we're all in the same country. The only people that didn't think that was the marauders. And the marauders, who are still here today, are the enemy. They do live in England. So, yes, we were completely wrong about that. We couldn't see the marauders as English. So it never ever crossed our minds to think of it in that way. But, yeah, they were probably invented in England. So, yeah, it wasn't an outside... The threats weren't from outside. The threat was always from inside England because they had come from Europe to England. And the reason they'd come from Europe to England was because England hadn't, wasn't invented until later. England didn't exist when this was happening in Europe. It was taken away from Europe. I say taken away, in part taken away from Europe to come to England. But it wasn't that it was, to, you know, the idea was not to continue it in England. It was to stomp it out in England, which hasn't happened yet. But it should and people, partly because of the forget-me-nots, people can't reach a, a learning from past mistakes, you know. So these marauders just make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again because they cannot accept that they were wrong in the first place to try and enslave people to their will. So, yeah, people might think, oh, that's what police do, or that's what the army does, or that's what government does, or authority does, yeah? No, we don't enslave you to do it. We actually insist that if you want to live in this land, you must obey the law. Because as a community, the whole of England, basically, we all live in the same country, therefore we need to get along. And in order to get along, we have to say, right, we will abide by these rules, which is the law, so that we don't upset anybody. We don't take what is not ours. We do not assume power over another person. We do not assume authority, unless, of course, we are given that authority. We do not take what is not ours. We do not lie. All sorts of rules. Anyway, these rules are quite obvious because of the religion of the country, which is Catholicism. And an offshoot of that, if you like, it's not even an offshoot, is exactly the same thing. It's Christianity, which is basically the attitude that I have and quite a lot of other people have taken on in terms of religion to be able to overcome the abuses that had happened to us. Anyway... It means that we abide by the Ten Commandments, which is basically a simple explanation of the law. Thou shalt not do this or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So those marauders who are still here in this country need to be stopped. Anyway, the police have done Loads and loads and loads. Drove themselves round in circles. And now, I think this is the time to break through that circle. And to actually 
understand that the army didn't see the civilians as the enemy because they think obviously English are English, yeah? They now have to see those marauders who are still here, those people that started the Amogiddon as enemies. And so do the police. And I don't mean to start off another war, I really don't. But those people that started doing that, can you not see we've had enough? We don't want to go round and round in circles. We want to go forward. And you, 20, 40 people, who are you to tell us that we're not allowed to go forward? Anyway, that's me, Red Gachet. Thanks very much. Bye.